Hello and welcome to Build a Bootcamp, a podcast for aspiring entrepreneurs who are frustrated with their W2 jobs. Today, we are talking to Ms. Monica Rossman. Show up and show out. We will get started right after this. Show up and show out. Do better with Monica Ross. Do better, baby. Do better. That's what I always say. Do better. <laughs> we got to do better. We got to. We, we all got to do better right now, especially this time uh, with, with the way things are going right now, right? <laughs> oh, 100%. And I'm yeah, a beautician, so, so let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to give you a proper introduction. So today, uh, first of all, I want to thank uh, Monica for doing this show. Uh, she could be doing anything right now, but uh, it's a Saturday. And today we're doing we're having a great conversation. We have a plan for you guys today. I'm here with Monica Rossman from California, upstate, uh, you know, uh, California, uh, Northern California, as they say. Northern. I've been I've been on I've been in the East Coast, so they say like upstate New York. And I was like, wait a minute, that's not how we say that in LA. So <laughs> she's a beautician, wife, mother, podcaster, and no time for the nervous breakdown that she deserves. <laughs> no, I do not. I do not have the time. I, I don't. If there's any wrench that's thrown into the mix, it's it's going to have to take a backseat to anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. So um, tell me a little bit about your background. Like, where'd you grow up at? Did you grow up in California? Yeah. So I am born and raised in a little tiny one Taco Bell town called Orland, about seven and change. Um, I'm a third generation beautician. I've been doing hair for over 20 years with my mom and I recently, about three years ago, she decided to retire and I decided to fight the city for the first time in 20 years. Somebody went against him and decided to fight him to open my own business in my home. You're not allowed to have a business in a residential area. So I fought the law and won. But how's that work? Can you put up like so when you when you can open up the business at your house, can you put up signs and stuff like that? Because I know like that's one of the things that there was having the issues with like certain spas. That, that's what drove me crazy, though, because in Virginia, as long as it doesn't look like a business or certain resident, you give them you shaking your head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't. So what they do is they they put it as like. So if I decide to have a business in my home. You know, you have to go through these proper channels and they can deny you. And they did. They said no residential, no business in a residential area. Well, you know, I'm I'm just one person. I converted my garage and I, I beat them. I sat there and said, what's the difference between when somebody has, you know, Sensi or, you know, Pampered Chef or all of these other businesses that are home? I'm just doing it the correct way. I want to do it the right way. And so that's what I did. And I that won. And that, that drives me crazy, too, because it's like, all right, I'm trying to provide for my family, bring an income. I'm not hurting anybody. Like the, some of these rules are ridiculous. But I, I get what they're saying. that They don't want to have like, uh, you know, a 7-Eleven. But the thing is, like they have 7-Elevens on every block. So that, that, that looks kind of tacky as hell anyway. So, you know what I mean? But my thing was, is, <clears throat> excuse me, like I said, my town is small. It's seven and change. We literally only have four stoplights and they're on the same gosh damn road. Like we, <laughs> we're different, but we're amazing. This town is amazing. And um, so whenever I went to him and said, I want to open up my own salon, I want to be at home. I will not advertise. I want to just, I want to finish out my career 
with the clientele that I have. And that's basically it. You know, I mean, I'm in my forties, so technically I'm outdated. You know, I'm, I'm not that go-getter that leaves the business card on the table or does a, I don't want to work that hard. I'm too tired. I don't want a 14 year old sitting in my chair telling me how to do my job. I want to do my 80 year olds and I want to be done. Like that's my favorite. So I want to finish out my career. And so that's what I did. And it worked out great. You know, I have a child, I have a husband who is seasonal. So being able to be home with him. And one thing that I learned during this pandemic is me working from home saved us. You know, I, I, my heart goes out to the people that have the nine to five and, and were essential and had to be there and couldn't be home with their children and, and deciding work to put food on the table or staying at home and being a parent. Like, so right. at the, right. at the pandemic time, you couldn't be both. And that was scary. That was really scary. And for me, I never felt more unessential in an essential world in my life. So that I learned a lot. That's what we're, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off, but um, that really bothered me, that whole essential versus non-essential, because it really made people kind of question, like, well, wh so what? Like, all right, all right, so who's who's deciding on what's essential and what's non-essential? That drove me, that 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 particular aspect of a, lot, a couple of things drove me crazy, but that definitely drove me Let, Let's back up a little bit, though, because you mentioned that that was recently when you got into the industry, when you got into uh, like uh, beauty, hair care, that kind of that industry, how has it changed? Uh, the industry changed from when you when you first started. You know, it's changed a lot. I mean, we're still going back to old school certain ways, but it's not so much the industry changing. It's your your you age out. You know, you you're not as driven. You're tired, and you got to figure every dollar that I make is manual labor. Yeah, I don't it. make money just, you know, on my lunch break or whatever. I, every dollar that I make is standing behind that chair. If I don't stand behind that chair, I don't make a dime. So, you know, we're on our feet. Um, I learned a lot from my mom. My mom did hair for over 50 years and I worked with her. That's where I started my career with her. I worked for 20 years with her. Um, I learned a lot <clears throat> old school ways, you know, and she kept, in fact, I was thinking this of like stories to tell. I remember when I first started, cause I got my license at 18. So I've been doing this since 97. And I remember showing up to work and I was so excited. I had my first client and I walked in and my mom is so old school. She said, um, I, I walked in and she goes, uh, good morning. And I said, good morning. And she, and I forgot lipstick and earrings. And she looked at me and she said, uh, doesn't look like you tried hard enough. You need to go home and start all over. And I went, what? And she goes, you're not, you're selling yourself. That's 80%. 20% is skill. 80% is yourself. If you look like a dumpster fire, nobody's going to come to you. So go home because this doesn't reflect on you. This reflects on me. So that's what she did. <clears throat> she sent me home. I love that. So, yeah. you know, we get the same, we get the same uh, training, like in the military too. It's like, you can't walk around looking raggedy. And I had a lot of cousins growing up. And one of my cousins, we have, I always ask guys too, like even now when I'm older and I see how people just kind of like they go out looking raggedy. It's like mm -hmm. not because not because and again, when I say that, I mean, like they have the financing, like they, it's not like they're poor. You know what I mean? It's just like you're not taking good care of yourself. Like I'm worried about you, bro. I always ask like, hey, do you have a friend that's kind of like tell you you got to have that friend? It's like, hey, man, you can't go out looking like that. Oh. Man. You gotta take care of yourself because you, you should have my mother. She'll tell you. <laughs> She'll be like. 
you look like a big dumpster fire and you need to go do better. I don't, whatever this is, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan. And I mean, you have to, and I may not be, I always tell people I do, I wear makeup. I have big, I always think the bigger the hair, the closer to Jesus, but it is like, That's you know, funny. it's big Texas hair. I'm telling you, but, um, you know, you need to have somebody do that. And I may not be your cup of tea. I may wear too much makeup. I may have too big a hair, too much earrings, whatever. But at least you know that I tried. I tried for you. I didn't put this on because of me. Because listen, this is a constant art project daily. I mean, okay. it, it it literally is like an art project. But at least you know that I tried for you. You know, I didn't do this for me. I did it for you. I want you to come into my place and think, wow, you know, she took the time. She's going to take the time with me. And that's how I built up my clientele. And that's how I can work from home and do all the things. So early yeah. on when you, when you started, because um, you say you got your license and you started doing this at 18. Uh, what were some of the early, besides, besides that, uh, what were some early struggles you had when you kind of building up your clientele and your reputation in your business? Believe it or not, working with my mom. That was the hardest part is keeping up with it. And learning as you go i think that uh was it because of the be standards what, what did she did she set really high standards or what was uh what was the thing no it was you know you you get your license and you have to forget about it when you know you have to forget about all your training whenever you go in because what their only job in beauty school is to teach you how not to kill your client and not to cause an infection and see that's what bothered me during this whole pandemic is I took, you know, nine months of training, 10 months of training on sanitation, sanitation, keeping my clients safe from any types of germs and, and being clean and all these things that I paid good money for my own money for. So I get this license saying you did great. Now we're going to make you stay at home because that license isn't good enough and or we can't trust you to keep your clients safe. So that was the hard thing. That was a tough pill to swallow. Because dog groomers were essential, but beauticians were not, you know, that's what killed me. And so, you know, now back then, you know, working with my mom, you know, she told me everything you learned in beauty school, other than the sanitation is complete BS. It's, a mannequin head is not good. It's going to hold still a 10 year old. They're going to be like, they're on meth. They're going to be all over the place. <laughs> so, you know, you got to be a jumping bean. And that's exactly how it was. And I learned from her. I think we can learn so much from the older generation. We we put these people who are younger on these pedestals for being brave. And we tend to forget about the older ones who paved the way for us, who were the brave ones. So yeah, that, that, that whole thing has been kind of funny. Like somebody posts a tweet and then she's brave. It's like, or yeah. he's brave. It's like, no, bravery is 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 saving somebody when 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 people are shooting at you and you're and you're downrange. Like that's actual bravery. What mm -hmm. you're doing is is nice. It's a, we have to really like certain words have a higher meaning than what we're. we're oh, hundred percent. And I'm not against anybody for that. My idea of bravery is one of my clients who was a wasp. She flew. You know, she was my mom's client. She was. She flew planes during World War II. You know, over to the over to the men. Now, mind you, nobody did any pre-check. Like they got them built on the tarmac. These women got in it and they flew them over. That's bravery. That's what I call bravery. Now, a, a man wearing a skirt out in public, that is a form of bravery. However, you know, 
it's it, it's it's a different line and we need to look at that you know I, I think anything that you do like that when you come out of your shell and do whatever that is um that's a bravery for yourself this was a bravery for everybody else you know around so to me yeah that's how i look at it yeah so what were some of the uh the early uh walls that you hit like uh after you got that whole uh you know kind of learning that there's certain aspects of the job this happens a lot too like uh i, I keep referring to the military because my background's in the in, in aviation the air force we always tell our guys when they get out of tech school when they're learning their job that what you pretty much everything you learned there is not going to be applied to the job yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we're going to have to pretty much re re-educate you to how we actually do business and i've seen that a lot also and let me ask you this question because this happens this is something I'm, I'm dealing with right now how does it how does that that because you talk about your mom mentoring you have you gone back and or are you currently helping younger ladies in that industry does that make sense or, uh, how does that oh, help you? Yeah. So my niece, who is, um, I think she's she's in her twenties. Um, I talked to her before she went to beauty school. I've spoken to several, and I tell them all the time. Whenever you first start out, you know, you're not going to get rich doing this. You're just not. You can be comfortable, but you're never going to be rich. It's going to be hard work. Listen, I'm forty something years old, and I need shoulder surgery. My back is out all the time. You know. It's, it's hard labor. It really, truly is. And I think that, you know, whenever I tell the girls, you know, it's 80% personality, 20% is skill. You know, my favorite people, you know, and everyone asks me, have you ever screwed somebody's hair up? Oh (laughs) yeah, that's a Tuesday. Like it just (laughs) happens. You know, that's just part for the course. You're going to screw up. Everybody that I talk to does not have perfect days daily at their job. By the way, you can't screw my hair up just so everybody knows. You can't. I know. I was going to say, you'd be the perfect client. (laughs) But, you know, when I was fighting for this, I stood up in front of the council and I told them, you know, when I first started this job, I have had people bring their newborn child to me on their way home from the hospital so I can see them. I've done the first handshake. I've helped with a check. I have put a veil on a bride. And there is nothing more beautiful than putting a veil on the bride that you have held when she was an infant. You know, and I have gone to graduations of kids that I thought could never do it. And they did it because they came into my chair and I'm like, if you screw up, so help me God. You know, and their parents are like, yeah, talk to him, you know, get through to his head. And I hate to say it, but I've walked a few of them to their graves and I've cried just as hard as I did doing their hair in the coffin as I did walking them to their grave. So that is, you know, the hair is the hair is the canvas, but the people are the art. And that's how I look at it. These people aren't just clients. They're my friends. They're people that. Um, they come to me when they need something. And I love that. I love that about our life. And I love that about our community. And that's why I got into podcasting because these people are so amazing and nobody would ever know their story had it not been put into video. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I was getting ready to ask you you why you got into podcasting. I'm I'm sorry. It's because of that. It's because of that. It's because, and I did this pre pandemic. You know, mm. I started podcasting pre-pandemic. And so your podcast again? <laughs> it's no conditions. I'm gonna plug and promote. It's no conditions. You can be found on I can be found on YouTube. Yeah. 
and on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. So yeah, guys head on over, give it a like, but I have, I, I started seeing my clients come in and I'm thinking, God, I've sit here for 45 minutes to an hour talking to them. And it is the greatest conversation I've ever had. And I'm thinking there's somebody in New York that would totally benefit from this. Or, you know, the fact that their story is so, it's not out there. What a shame. That's an absolute shame. So that's when I started this. And I started thinking, I'm going to have this person on. I'm going to have that person on and let's have fun with it. And I talk to people daily. So why can't I put it on video and send it out to the void? So that's what I did. I love that. I love that. Yeah, you and I connected on Clubhouse. I know that you do a, a podcast, uh, Steve and Monica show, which I'm trying to convince Steve to call it the Monica and Steve show. But uh, <laughs> I don't know if, he's, if he's down for that, and I think he's actually listening, so we'll we'll, we'll hear we'll hear his uh, his two cents on that. I'm sure he has three or four cents on that. Uh, after. <laughs> Steve is amazing, and you know, so I we have a Steve and Monica show. We're live on Facebook every Tuesday and Thursday, and he is fantastic. He's amazing. He's my podcasting husband. He is the co-founder of uh, mancavepodcasting.com. And he is just, he's phenomenal. And he's uh, definitely, he definitely gets it. You know, he he knows how to handle things and, and podcasting and helping people engineer it. He's, he's just great. He's a great guy. I've known him for almost a year and that man has never lied to me. Never, not once. Not once. Not once. Not once. Not once. That's us that talking. I know of. <laughs> I think when he told me my hair looked good one day and I knew it was a complete hot mess. I think he lied then. But other than that. Mm. Oh, he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Mm. Uh, let me ask you a question because I, I know you mentioned something about volunteer firefighters or something like that. Um, yeah. So you my involved? husband. Yeah. yeah could, you, could, you, could you kind of elaborate on that? So that's another reason why I got into podcasting was for local events. Um, my husband, who has almost 20 years on the uh, Orland Volunteer Fire Department, retired my dad, also the same. My cousins, my uncles, yeah, my maiden name is Gilmore Irish. So go from there. You can figure it out. Um, yeah, my mom's are, name is uh, Regan. Uh, I'm actually Irish uh, also. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, the fire department, they have, um, it's strictly volunteer and it's all off of volunteer, you know, uh, going out and, and hitting up houses. We have the fireman's ball. We have spaghetti feed. We have all these things that we do for donations. And I thought, what a better way to plug and promote and to remind people, hey, you know, you're going to have guys coming to your door buying tickets or these upcoming events. And that's kind of why I did it too, is for these organizations, OPD, the Orland uh, Police Department, their canine unit, amazing. And uh, they have, uh, you know, they have certain types of things going on. And so I wanted them on in order to plug and promote. But yeah, my family has been in the department for a very, very, very long time. My dad was in it, grandfather, everybody. Speaking of canines, I hear your dog in the back. Is that, is that, is that, is that your pup or your neighbors? That would be, uh, that would be mine, uh, Walter. So Walter, he's a jerk. And listen, well, everything in this house, if it's male, it's going to gain weight and it's going to get snipped. So if they bark every once in a while, I'm sure that that happens. But. <laughs> no. The, uh, so I wanted to ask, um, first of all, um, I, I really do um, respect everything you're doing uh, because you, you put a lot of you put a lot of work into what you do. And um like, okay, so I'm very passionate about what I'm doing with the military. And one of the things you mentioned just now was the level of work you got to commit to 
right? If you want to do what you got to do, you're not going to just come in and be like, yeah, I'm just going to like, you know, phone it in. And just recently with everything going on in Afghanistan and, um, and I, I want to uh, also uh, uh, thank the, the the men and women that um, and, and and pray for the families that that, that have uh, lost a loved one recently. Um, the Marines, the uh, the Marines, we had a, a, a Navy gentleman, and then we also have, I believe we had um, an Army. Uh, uh, so yeah, definitely. And when I got back in uniform recently, like full time, uh, this is just for as a reservist. I started to work with these guys that the work is not like you said earlier, like it's not hard for me. Like the work isn't hard for me. Like run 12 hour days, you know, long, long shifts because uh, we got a lot of young guys and now I'm like an old head, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I just text one of my guys. Let me, let me show you what I, let me share with you this. You're the old bull. Yeah, basically. Cause, um, uh, let's see here. Uh, we got a young guy that I've been, I've been mentoring, um, and I sent him a text. I said, "Hey, bro, thanks. Uh, this is this is uh, one of the airmen that I'm that I'm working with right now." I said, "Hey, bro, uh, I'm grateful for the hard work that you put in this week. Uh, keep up the good work. Um, I'll, uh, you'll continue to get better. Just trust, trust the process." And he said, uh, "Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Thanks for the guidance through all this. And I'm willing and, and your willingness to break things down. It really does help." I, and and the reason why I, I mentioned in this right because we're talking about business entrepreneurship and things like that it, it really is really important and I've been thinking about this a lot this last week is people don't care how much you know right they, they don't really care about that shit they they really do care about how much you care does that make sense so yes. if your team and the people that you're working with like you mentioned and I'm, I'm bringing this up because you mentioned a couple of things that I was thinking about um in your community if the people around you don't think you give a shit about them, right? If you don't care about them, then that's not good. <laughs> and you may yeah. assume that they know that, right? But for me, doing stuff like that, like that text I just sent today, this morning, isn't natural for me, right? It's not my normal thing. I'm not that guy. But um, I think that recently, I've had I've had mentors, my business partner's wife. Uh, tell me like, yo, like with my girl, like, hey, you should text her, tell her, you know, tell her that you're thinking about her. I'm like, oh, she knows. No, but you should tell her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're already shaking your head. <laughs> but it's perception. And right. and I and I tell people all the time, perception is key. Even if you're, you know, um, I just had this conversation with somebody the other day. Even when you're in a room and you know bad things are happening, even though you're not directly involved in it, you're still there. So the perception is, is that you're involved in the bad shit. Well, that's so yeah. that, that you are okay with this leave or stand up and fight. You know, in my family, we have a saying and we call it, we, we don't retreat. We reload. We don't stop. We fight. And we say that all when I was fighting the city, my mom would call me and I'd be crying. And she's like, listen, I'm going to let you snivel for about five minutes. And then after that, you're going to reload. Listen, baby girl, we don't have time for this. So you want to cry? You do it afterwards on your own time. Not now. You are fighting for other people. And 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 then in my town, I, I could go to a grocery store right now and I know everybody in there. Like there's not one. My husband hates going to the grocery store. My husband's not from here, by the way. And so when we go to the grocery store, I get, you know, I stop. I talk to people. I ask them how their kids are, how they are. So it's, you have to think about somebody besides yourself. 
you don't make the world go round. All of us working together makes the world go round. So if you want to just think about yourself or take care of yourself, there's going to be a time where you're going to have to ask for help. And guess what? You're going to find out which army is there to take care of you and which one isn't. Because people, they have a memory like you wouldn't believe. And they're going to, they have a memory like an elephant and they're going to remember on their darkest days, whether or not one, you smiled at them, two, you helped them out or three, you completely ignored them. And let me tell you the bad things that you do, people will believe that more and they will gravitate more towards that. So always be good. You know, they're going to remember that bad shit that you did. So, and I don't do it for that. I do it because I truly, truly love my town. I really do. It is the most amazing town I could possibly live in. And I can't, and I, and I tell people all the time on Clubhouse, you know, people always say, well, where are you from? Northern California. Well, what part? So I tell them, they're like, I don't know where that's at. I'm like, you know, I'm kind of glad that you don't because, you know, don't flood the place. But I'm sad for you that you don't get to know these great people, you know, and and that's I love my little bubble. I, that's why I always that's why I say I have a five mile radius rule. Listen, I don't even like to go get my mail, let alone, you know, I'm a homebody. I want to stay in Orland. I love it here. And, you know, uh, for instance. We had a um, a benefit for one of the fire departments, one of the firemen's daughters. She has a rare form of cancer. And we did a, a raffle and a bake sale. And people showed up and showed out. I mean, and when I tell you that, I'm saying this is the biggest amount of money that I have ever gathered for any type of, of any type of benefit I've ever done. And to me, you're not going to get that anywhere. You're not going to get that anywhere. So it was, it was fantastic, you know? So that's why I love my little town. That's good to hear. Hey, by the way, um, so we're recording this live actually on Clubhouse and I have a few people that I wanted to, uh, if they want to ask a quick question um, or chime in on our conversation, what do you think? Of course, bring them in. So first I'd like to hear, and I'm, I'm going to save. So we got, we got Jason, Steve and Julie. Uh, so, Jason, uh, you've been listening in. Do uh, you got any comments or uh, or questions for myself or Monica? Uh, no, LJ, I don't have any questions. I, I think Monica is awesome. I like to listen more. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And then also I wanted to, well, thank you. First of all, thank you, Jason. I appreciate that. And uh, now I want to go, I want to save... Um, this gentleman for last. So I want to go to Julie. How you doing, Julie? You've been listening in. Are you able to uh, ask a quick question or, or a comment? There you go. Go ahead, Julie. Hi, sis. Hi, babe. <laughs> <laughs> you guys what do you silly. want me to ask, LJ? This is... Yeah, this has been a pretty good uh, conversation. So um, just, hey, you don't have to ask a question if you just want to make a comment or if you want to just say thank you to Monica for doing this incredible podcast with me. Well, thanks, babe. It's always fun to listen to you. But I really thought I was your favorite client. I didn't realize that I was in competition for an 80-year-old. <laughs> oh, you thought you were the favorite client. Oh, shit. I am. All right. Well, we got some smoke there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> She's throwing shade. Let me right. tell you. <laughs> and then we have... This is incredible, guys. This just in. We have the one and only Steve of the Steve... The Monica and Steve show. I'm trying to change it. The Monica and Steve show. Steve, Steve, are you there? Steve, Steve, are you with us still? Yeah, I'm here. How much time you want to give me, babe? <laughs> you got you got some time, man. Go ahead. All 
Well, uh, firstly, let me say that LJ, I love you like I like the flowers in my garden, but I love Monica Rossman. She is my podcasting wife. I am dedicated to her from a podcasting point of view until I'm planted six feet under. Now, that being said, she has, without question, helped me grow the mancavepodcasting.com. Julie Below, she's on it on the Ginger Shades Experience, a risque soiree. Look it up. LJ, you're affiliated with mancavepodcasting.com. And all I have to say is I hope my partnership with you continues to grow. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I think the key to success in Monica and Julie and LJ all exemplify this is you need to partner with people that you like to work with and that you trust. I have no problem giving away a percentage of my fortune to these people who help me accumulate my fortune. And I listen to what all of them have to say. I take it all into consideration. And then uh, we make a decision either collectively uh, or on our own. But mancavepodcasting.com is a very simple formula that we have developed to allow everybody to have an unlimited source of income. And all I got to say is I'm climbing my way to the top and anybody can come along for the ride. Monica's along for the ride. Julie's along for the ride. LJ, I want you closer to me, bud, but thanks a lot. <laughs> You're along for the ride, too. And with that, as I have, um, as I constantly say on Clubhouse, I'm on the side and standing by. Wow, that was that was very impressive there, Steve. You sound like a professional today. I know, like he's done it before. Wow. Like you've done I know. it Well, 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 well. So yeah, I, that's what I love about it. That's what, this is what I love about Clubhouse. This is what I love about podcasting is, you know, and, and it took me so long to realize that it's okay to, you know, you, you watch a certain podcast and when people are not genuine or they're always trying to make it so perfect and they don't al allow questions or they don't, it, it, that's life, man. That's just, you know, everyone wants to see that. They don't want to see a perfectly scripted podcast. They want to see your life. They want to see what you're doing. And if they want scripted, watch TV, you know, watch the big bang theory, like watch something other than a podcast because don't I would much the, don't, don't watch the big bang theory. I, I don't like that show. I'm just oh, okay. I'll think of something crazy. <laughs> I don't care. You pick it, babe. I, <laughs> I just think it's the most corny show in America. I hope I didn't make any people pissed off, but oh, you are going to get hate mail. Oh my God. Ugh. Send it, send it my way. I want all the smoke. Yeah, any of hate mail for me, send it to LJ. He could totally take it. He has zero oh, problem with that. And that show, whenever that show's on, I just walk out of the room like, ugh. <laughs> See, my husband used to do that with Honey Boo Boo. I used to love that show. I don't know why. It was like a big old train wreck, and I didn't care. I was Guilty in pleasure. it. Guilty pleasure, right? Oh, it was yeah. just like TikTok. Thank God for pandemic, because I learned about TikTok, and I don't care. I love that thing. If that thing was a line, <laughs> I'd snort it. I'm that addicted to it. It is. It is one of those things. I haven't. I haven't downloaded it because I was on a plane flying up, uh, to Florida with a buddy of mine, 
and he literally spent the whole time showing me TikTok videos on his phone. Like, hey, look at this. Look Don't at this. Don't do it. Don't. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, the first time I downloaded it, I for three hours, I forgot I had a family. Like, nice. it was so bad that I was like, oh, I think I need to go to some sort of rehabilitation center. Right. Like, this is bad. All right, I'm sold. I'm getting TikTok. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I know. And well, you talk to people that don't have any type of social media, and we almost feel sorry for them. You're like, you don't have Facebook. You don't have Inst Like, what do you do while you poop? Like, what, what are you doing? And then, you know, and then you realize who's better off. That, well, they are because their brain's not completely mush with, you know, when you walk into a grocery store and hear a song and you're like, that's a TikTok song. Last <laughs> night. And well, <laughs> last night, because we we're kind of winding down anyways. Last night I was at a, uh, at a restaurant, a bar, and my friend, um, was sitting next to me and there's a TV on. I'm like, I don't have a TV at my house. And she's like, so what do you do? I'm like, I read. She goes, you really? Read? She goes, you read? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I actually read books. Whoa. Oh, see that? Yeah. No, I uh, I can't remember the last. Well, I do know the last book that I read. It was 50 Shades of Grey. That I was the a, last book that I wrote, read. I have an entire freaking library at my house. Like right now I'm, a, I'm staying at a hotel with the military, but... Yeah, I have an entire library and like so many books. Like I've been, I, I just have tons and tons of books. That's, well, yeah. no you're TV. smarter than you're smarter than me. I, uh, oh, I've been smarter. trying. I'm, I'm trying just, to learn the 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 moves to you know, savage love. Dun, dun, dun. Like that's that's my <laughs> idea of trying to figure out shit. <laughs> so as we wind down, listen. Uh, any last plugs? Any uh, where, where's the one place you like people to can, uh, to go if they wanted to learn more? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing YouTube, uh, no conditions, right? Yeah, so you guys can find me at uh, you can find me at no conditions uh, YouTube. You guys can also find me on Facebook and Instagram. If you guys have any questions, you guys can email me at no conditions twenty twenty at gmail.com. You can also find in the Stephen Monica show, which we're like I said, we are live every Tuesday and Thursday noon straight up. And you can go to our page, give it a like, and that way you guys never miss out on another episode. And Absolutely. I have fun doing both. One, I'm kind of the captain of my own ship. The other one, I'm a passenger. And I equally love them both. That's that's my favorite. I get on there and and I just, I, I love everything about it. So I like the network. The one thing I do like, and and I'll be honest with you guys, right? I'm not the type of person to be part of somebody else's thing. So even that's yeah. the reason why, like Steve, like I'm trying to bring you in closer, LJ. I'm not that like I get kind of like bug. I, I, it bugs me, right? So, but the the thing is, though, you guys are really good people, right? right. I like to be affiliated with with good people. So that's why I'm I'm always very hesitant to get involved with other people because I'm I'm a type of person where like, and this is the. Just recently, uh, I had a lot of people that I was working on different projects with, or they had projects I was assisting them with, and they fell off, right? And that just drives me crazy because I put more effort into what you wanted to do than you did. Not you, Monica, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I was going through my log. I had a bunch of projects. These guys were like, hey, LJ, could you help me with this? And I was helping them for free, by the way, like helping them build the the branding, all this stuff that I, I now charge for, it, right? But I was doing it for free. And guess what? They didn't do anything with it. Cause I was putting in all this effort for them and they weren't paying for it. So they probably just threw it to the side. So now I'm very, very hesitant to get involved with other projects. But one of the things that Steve said that, uh, that I resonate with a hundred percent is you gotta be consistent. And 
my bullshit meter is much higher now because people aren't really showing up, right? They, they, well, they go ahead. The, the thing is, is you have to remember you do too much and people are expecting you to carry that baton across the finish line. It's easier to have somebody else do the work. Listen, I, there are so many times that I could have buried my head in the sand and I chose not to, I chose to get up and do it myself because at the end of the day, it's not going to be their victory. It's supposed to be mine. That's a good, point. you know what I mean? And so that's why we always say, you know, I'm going to put in just as much as you put in, but whenever I find myself staying up later than you and you know, that that's why I always say I respect the hustle. <clears throat> I respect people hustling, you know, that's why I never had a problem with beauticians that were working during quarantine. You have to respect the hustle. They're getting up and they're doing everything that they are supposed to do because just because you chose not to doesn't mean that you should stop them. And I'm yeah. willing to help. I'm willing to do whatever I can. And, and if you're not going to put in that crazy amount of effort as I am, that means that our goals are not the same. Now, does that mean that I don't want to be around you anymore? No, but that just means that I have to have a mind shift and okay, that that's done. Now I need to, to go here. I'm going to keep going just because you ran out of fuel halfway to the finish line. I still got a full tank and I, I got to go. I hate that because like when it comes to like motivation, people want you to be motivated, but the, the luster wears off. This shit's not fun. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not always going to be fun. Last night went out with my buddies and I had a, a, a slight hangover this morning. Right. I'm like, all right. I went to the gym. I took, some, I drank some water. I was like, all right, I'm doing a podcast. Boom. It could be, I could have easily texted you, hey, can we reschedule? Right. That's mm -hmm. not how I get down. And you know that. But that's the kind of stuff that just drives me crazy with people where I'm like, I'm going to show up. And the reason why I can't get involved with most projects anymore is because I know the work ethic that I'm going to bring to the table. And if I don't see that in you, I can't, I can't partner with you because. Mm -hmm. You're gonna drive me crazy with the 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 humdrum not showing up on time, late. I had a guy, I had a a guy I was working on a project with. This knucklehead shows up to a Zoom meeting with a wife beater on, and I'm like, dude, this is why your business is is struggling right now. He was like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, if you don't know what I mean, then you're never gonna get it. There's a problem. Yeah, because he was, I was, I was, he was trying to. He did like a, uh, cause I was doing like these free, like to see if I wanted to partner with people and I was working on different projects and I was like, dude, why are you in a wife beater right now? Dude, I'm, I'm about to cancel this zoom. <laughs> yeah, I was like, but I can't see, help you. <laughs> the, the thing is, is, <clears throat> you know, like with my mom, she wasn't wrong. She wasn't wrong. She was trying to, she was giving me tools to last me a lifetime. And there is, and there's nothing wrong with somebody that doesn't have the same goals as you or the same time as you. There's nothing wrong with that. But That's I have totally enough. People, I have enough people in my life letting me down, just on a daily. You know, whether it be clients or, you know, the person that cut me off at 32 and paps. I mean, like, there's just certain things I get let down all the time. I don't need people who are supposedly supposed to have my back let me down as well. I don't have time for that. Like I, like I said, I only have time for TikTok and my family, for Christ's sakes. I got things to do. <laughs> so, you know, that's, I, I don't have time for that. And, and whenever I see that somebody is either taking advantage or they're pushing too far or they're, you know, you always have the, the piggybackers. Those are my favorite. You know, 
you do all the work and then they show up halfway and they're like, we're here. They want full credit. They want their name on that banner. But let me tell you, and everyone knows, you know, everyone knows who really did it, but they, they don't care. They're, they're true stripes show. And, and that's a problem, you know, and that's, that's a society that we live in, you know, years ago, everybody was so gracious and you know we had that mayberry feel in certain places you know people were friendly and they they said hi they did this and they did that now the younger generation they don't have time even for that they don't have time for courtesy and there's no such thing anymore and that's a problem you know and that's where parents like us show up or parents like what i had show up and say oh, no 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 you know we're going to do it this way and once you do that you establish this this base and you work your way up. And I think you can do that for everything. And whenever you find somebody's not putting in as not, uh, as much mortar as you to put, lay those bricks for that foundation. Listen, there's when one leaves, there's 20 that are standing in line saying, pick me coach. I'm here. So that's you how get we got to look at, at You get better at discernment as you, as you press on through things too. Like the, the, the people that wasted my time before really don't have access to that op opportunity anymore because yeah. like I, I can see you a mile away. It's like, y'all, you, yeah, man, you seem like you, like you full of shit. <laughs> like, I'm not really going to partner with you, but I don't have to, wait. I don't, I don't get in their face about it. I don't say anything. No. I just say, Hey, look, man, if you want to get on my calendar here, here's a step to do that. If they don't take any action, that's a re huge red flag. Um, but, you know what I'm saying? But also too, if you don't engage, that's a good thing. Because that's 10 times worse. That's a bigger F you than anything. Because now you just took all the wind out of their sails because you just proved to them that their thoughts just aren't as important. It doesn't take up as much time and space in your brain. And they don't like that. People are narcissists by nature. And that's just how they are. And when they find that you could really care less what their two cents are, that is even worse. That's the biggest. And that's what I'm trying to instill in my daughter. Like, don't engage. It's not worth it. The biggest but, F you is turning around and walking away because their time to argue with you is not even worth it. Well, it's also what we're talking about too, especially like in business too, you want to make sure you have boundaries, even with clients. Like you mentioned yes. something that was very important too, is like, look, I've got the clients that I like to work with and those are the people that I'm going to work with. Um, yeah. And by the way, um, first of all, I wanted to, because we're kind of winding down, I want to respect, we got a ton of comments. Let me see what we got over here. Let me see. All right, we've got um, Steve is commenting, uh, Julie, um, uh, and uh, it's it's a Franco, Franco, yeah, Franco's there is commenting, Miss Franco, I believe ninety percent personality, twenty percent uh, skill. I love that. Okay, I think it's okay, and then Jason is commenting. Oh my God. All right. Well, listen, guys. If I if I mentioned your name, I'll I'll get back to you in the comments section. Um, this was an amazing interview. Thank you so much, uh, Monica. Uh, you are somebody that I really have a lot of respect for, and and I and I look forward to That's working well. with you on on many future projects. Having you back on the show, um, and as we kind of wind down, first of all, if you guys got value out of this podcast, do me a quick favor, and I'm asking people to do this as a as a favor to myself. Uh, if you could go on iTunes, uh, 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 Apple Podcasts, uh, I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts, and like the podcast, write an honest review. Um, let me know what you think. That helps with the algorithm on Apple. Um, it doesn't cost you anything, to be honest. If you think I'm a bald-headed knucklehead, 
then just put that in there. Let me know. Uh, I can't change that, but I will <laughs> definitely read the comment and giggle like a little schoolgirl at your mm -hmm. comment. So uh, anyhow, uh, I like to give my guests the last word. So as it pertains to showing up, showing out, doing better, Miss Monica Rossman, the floor is yours. What would you like to leave our audience with now? I just want to tell everybody just to be kind and let everybody know that, you know, we're living in a crazy time. And the one thing that we can do is extend courtesy. It goes a long way. And chivalry is not completely dead. And I want to tell everybody that out of all the interviews, you know, LJ, you're up there. This is fantastic. I love this. This was a blast. Everybody, if you get an opportunity, you guys need to go on and you guys need to like and share. That way you guys never miss out on another episode of this amazing podcast. But um, no, I think just be kind to everybody and remember that we're all in this together. And, you know, you can't uh, you can't do a lot of things without help. And, and uh, one day it's going to be you asking for it. So be kind, everybody. And love you all.